Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 58 of the Still City Insider podcast, the Jack Lambert episode. And I am Jeremy Ritz, one of your hosts, alongside Mr. Jim Wexel, the esteemed Mr. Wexel. How are you today, sir? I'm, feel, I'm feeling esteemed today. You're feeling esteemed? You look esteemed. You look good. I have no, I don't think I've ever been called esteemed, but I'll take it. Oh, Sounds good. There we go. And you'll probably be steamed with me by the time we're finished. Oh, with this I'm with you now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're going to talk about Steelers free agency. Free agency is kicked off uh, and it, it started in a bit of a dramatic fashion. We had Cameron Sutton, who signed with the Detroit Lions and then the Steelers signed a veteran cornerback. And we have some signings that have just taken place before we got on here. And Jim, that's a great place to start. Uh, an offensive lineman and a safety the Steelers have signed, in addition to Patrick Peterson. There's so much to talk about. Where do you want to begin? Let's start with the new guys. Pete, Patrick Peterson's old news, man. I wrote about him before. <laughs> I, I, I forget. I mean, we, we have a new platform now, so I forget how long it takes us to get this podcast up. But uh, I got my phone just in case um, Omar Khan calls me to ask whether I what my opinion is before he gets these guys signed. So. You know, Tell him I said hello. Uh, well, no, we'll be we'll be busy. Well, I'll I'll tell him about you later. Okay, he'll be steamed about that. All right. So okay, today signings. Go ahead. Well, Nate Herbig. I mean, he's uh he's going to turn twenty five soon, so he's a young guy. Um, and that's always nice. Uh, two year contract, uh, eight million, so cheap. Uh, I don't know that he's going to be the left guard. He's more of a right guard, plays a little center. He's played left guard. So, but, I, I, you know, the assumption is that he'll uh, compete with Kevin Dotson at left guard. Not a thing about Herbig did interest me. Uh, he, um, he was undrafted out of Stanford. They felt, the Stanford coaches felt that he went out a year too early. He was considered a mid-round guy, and then he had a disastrous combine. He had the slowest 40 time at the combine, 5'4". Okay. And a 24-inch vertical, and really, who cares about that, that stuff for a guard? I, you know, unless you're taking Dave DeCastro, you want, you know, you don't care about the 40 time. But anyway, that caused him to be undrafted, and the Eagles signed him as an undrafted free agent. Hmm. And he played, and then the next year he played more. I, I forget the exact numbers of his starts. But uh, the uh, vice president of personnel for the Eagles went to the Jets. Joe Douglas got hired by the Jets as their GM. And uh, the Eagles tendered Herbig with a restricted free agency tag. He signed it. Then they cut him. So that'll be interesting to know why he felt they cut him. I I mean, maybe I'll ask Andy Weedle. But uh, anyway, the Jets snapped him up because Joe Douglas knew him. Mm -hmm. Then, you know. Andy Weedle replaces Joe Douglas. He gets a job the next year with the Steelers. That he Herbig comes up for free agency and he grabs him. So these guys that worked in personnel for the Eagles both like Nate Herbig, yeah. and he played eleven games for the Jets last year, most at right guard, if not all. But people, I mean, he he was decent. He was solid. Yeah. Pro, pro football uh, uh, focus had him up there as a, a very good run blocker. I guess he only gave up one sack, mm-hmm. so he's he's adequate in pass blocking. He's six three and a half, three thirty four. Uh, his coaches in Stanford said, "Watch out for his weight." He has to watch his weight at three thirty four, and um, 
But it's a guy who came out of college a little too early, was undrafted, probably would have been drafted if he, you know, stayed for his senior year at Stanford. Hmm. Smart guy, went to Stanford, right? Yeah. So this is an interesting signing. I mean, the guys who know him like him and, you know, snap him up. So that, that solves their uh, interior offensive line depth, at least. Mm-hmm. You know, if he beats out Dotson, it doesn't mean Dotson's going to be cut. Right. So, right. And, and this guy's more versatile than Dotson. I think Dotson can only play left guard, maybe. He played right guard in college. But uh, Herbert can play a little center, too. Yeah. So it's a nice interior signing, and that leaves them now. They need an interior tackle. That's probably more of a, a draft target. Right. So, Signing an adequate tackle in free agency is just way too expensive. Same as cornerback. Yeah. So corners in a minute. Go ahead. Yes. Yeah. So one of the the beautiful things of free agency is it does start to reveal maybe the Steelers draft strategy as we're getting closer to to April because now while an interior offensive lineman a guard isn't completely taken off the table or center, it does maybe give you pause to think that hey they're probably going to look elsewhere they're not going to be looking for another guard to to draft um now in terms of the i I would excuse me i would hate to see them just trash that and go full bore into philosophy you know you you hate to there's some good centers in the draft joe titman out of uh, wisconsin fort Mm -hmm. wayne indiana boy i was a fort wayne indiana boy at one time yeah trey essex fort wayne indiana me and trey call it the fort (laughs) Rod, rod woodson fort fort wayne so uh, Joe Tipman's out of Fort Wayne, went to Wisconsin, follows in uh, Mike Webster's and Jim Otto's footsteps as a great Wisconsin center. I hate to see them, you know, this guy falls to pick 49, and I'd hate to see them say, well, we have Nate Herbig. Yeah. I mean, do you see him? He's more of a uh, guard prospect, though, than a center. So center could still be on the board. Well, Tipman's 6'6", too. So uh, it, you draft him. I don't expect him to play center in the first year. Mason Cole had a decent year. Hmm. I'll see them moving Mason Cole. Maybe that would have been a strategy earlier. Hmm. So, I, I mean, Joe Tipman would have been backup guard, backup center. Okay. Now that's less likely. But, you know, they only have so many draft picks. Right. Linebacker's not working out real well right now in free agency. No. We'll get to that. Yes. Uh, anyway, Casey. Casey, yeah. So, a safety. We got a safety signing. Yeah, and uh, love Casey. He's a ball hawk. He's a legitimate ball hawk. He uh, he can pick the ball as a center fielder, something Terrell Edmonds can't do. Uh, he's not as sturdy and indestructible as Ed- Edmonds. And Edmonds is still available in free agency, and they want three safeties. My hope is that Patrick Peterson kind of finds his way into a safety position and becomes <laughs> Rod Woodson for the last seven years of his of his. Uh, Charles Woodson's another guy. Uh, uh, who are some other? Uh, uh, converted, uh, you know, not every cornerback can play into his mid thirties. Yeah, but some of them can, and they can play forever. There's supple athletes, you know, that just seem to never. Daryl Green, you know, played till he was forty two, yeah. and Patrick Peterson played ninety percent of the snaps last year uh, as a corner. I know I'm I'm, I'm mixing things up, but I I, I kind of hope that Peterson doesn't isn't just a one year band aid at corner as the contract seems to set, tell us. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, Patrick Peterson, uh, I wouldn't mind him becoming some kind of a safety with Casey and there's your three safeties. Yeah. But I, yeah, I like Casey and I'm, I'm kind of glad they signed him ahead of Terrell Edmonds. I know you like Terrell Edmonds and he's more indestructible. He's sturdier, 
and he hits harder, but he just doesn't make any plays. And that's what you want on your safety playmaker. Yeah. And he he does struggle covering the, the tight ends, covering the pass. So let, let's talk about that a little bit more with, with Casey being re-signed two-year deal. What are the, what are the odds now that Edmonds does come back? Do you think he, you think he's at all miffed by this and wants to go sign with another team? Or do you think that there is a real possibility that he does return? That's something I can't read. I I, I don't know. Where does brother go? You know, yeah, Chicago. We're talking about signing his inside linebacker star, uh, Tremaine Edmonds' brother, at maybe a cheap deal since Terrell was here. Well, maybe now Terrell goes to where Tremaine is. Yeah. Well, who did Tremaine sign with again? Uh, the Bears. Okay. So, yeah, yeah maybe Terrell goes there. You know, maybe the Bears employ my plan and bring back Trey, too, the third brother, yeah. who was a fullback. Yeah. And um, kind of going along with that inside linebacker, since we're talking about uh, the other Edmonds signing with the Bears, another guy that I kind of had on my radar when I'm putting my GM hat on, David Long, signs with the Dolphins. So two inside linebacker free agent prospects that potentially could have joined the Steelers and contributed are now off the board. Do you think there's still a possibility that they make a move at that position in free agency, or is it going to be purely through the draft? You know, tell me, Robert. It's a shame you didn't tell me that your affinity for David Long earlier, when Omar called me to ask for my opinion whether he should let Long go, I said he's a mountaineer, let him go. (laughs) (laughs) He's a pit guy. Yeah, yeah. I I really don't have anything against mountaineers, but so don't don't at me. Okay. Don't alienate the, the Mountaineer fans in our in our uh, audience of 15. No, I hear our new platform's really working. A guy asked me for my address so he could send us checks. Nice. <laughs> he didn't ask me for my address. It's not registering on YouTube. Huh. Well, you're the one that struck the deal. Maybe he already has your address or maybe he... Uh... I'm not the Still City Insider. You're not esteemed. No, you're gonna be steamed. That's right. Where's my check? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, so they the the inside linebacker pool is is kind of getting thin. There's still guys out there like Bobby Wagner. I know he's up there in age. I I I know we like to go at a fast pace here, but let's let's uh, finish uh, the uh, Patrick Peterson Cam Sutton thing before we get into what else they need. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, you know, Cam Sutton left, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, it seemed a little expensive. And, and you know, we all like Cam as the number one Steeler free agent, but it really wasn't an imp- really wasn't a big crop of – didn't have me too worried. Mm-hmm. And losing Cam, I thought it just opened the door for them to draft more corners out of a deep draft. And, yeah. you know – uh, we had the answer man uh, a, a couple weeks ago talk about, you know, just leave tackles and corners alone in free agency. It's just too expensive. That's what you hit in the draft. And I like that philosophy. And it, it it dawned on me when I wrote, when I woke up the morning of free agency that Cam was gone and the Steelers aren't going to play that game, the free agency game at cornerback. It just throws their payroll out of whack. And sure enough, they lost something right away. Then they they changed gears and went for an older player, which they rarely do in free agency, Patrick Peterson, and signed a future Hall of Famer, I believe. He's a future Hall of Famer. Bryant McFadden's cousin. So I talked to Bryant last night on the phone, did the story at Steel City Insider today. 
uh, made it free to everybody. So, I mean, you know, I like to sell subscriptions, but, you know, BMAC gave me, gave me some, some time and I want to make sure that that his podcast, um, the all, oh, I should remember, I wrote it in my story, all covered, all things covered podcast. Mm-hmm. It's their corners. Uh, he does it with his cousin, Patrick Peterson and BMAC for the last three years, all things covered podcast mm-hmm. corners, you know, all things covered. Yeah. And uh, boy, they had a raucous show. It was really cool. You know, uh, BMAC didn't know he had signed with the Steelers until Patrick Peterson told him. And oh, BMAC, wow. BMAC wasn't making the right guess, you know? And uh, so it was pretty cool. And um, uh, so BMAC was all excited and and he's, I don't want to say a friend, but we have mutual respect for each other. And I'm not saying he's not a friend, but I don't want to endear myself to former players and call myself a friend. Right. I like him a lot. Apparently he likes me enough to call me back. So we had a nice talk and I wanted that story to be free. And uh, he loves Patrick Peterson. He played 95% of the snaps for the Vikings last year at age 32. So at age 33, he's a supple enough athlete. I mean, he wasn't doing it all as bump and run, but he was doing some man coverage and he was traveling with uh, top receivers from the other team, but a lot more zone. They're they're easing him up a little bit. It's advanced. That's an old age for a corner. (coughs) Excuse me. But uh, this it's an interesting signing because he's going to step right into the locker room. He may not be the Patrick Peterson old, but my guess, my hunch is that he's better than Cam Sutton. Yeah. Maybe not Cam Sutton's next two, three years, but last year he had five picks and he yeah. played some good ball for the Vikings. He traveled, he covered the number one receivers on the other team. And so this year uh, he's going to hold that down as a Band-Aid and be a big-time leader in a locker room in a defensive locker room that really doesn't need leadership. But, you know, you bring in a corner or two in the draft, Patrick Peterson's your mentor in a way, Joe Hayden. So I love everything about that signing as long as he can, as long as he doesn't break down at 33. Right. Yeah. I definitely like the, the veteran presence, the the leadership that he's going to bring to a position where there really isn't anything. If it wasn't for Peterson being resigned, it's who Levi Wallace there on the outside. So I do like it from that perspective. But like you said, is he going to hold up? He is 33, um, but he's still playing at a high level. Yeah. You know, it's just I think that this this signing and, and with Sutton, Sutton leaving to me, it's a corner at number 17. I, I think that's well, I mean, you're not gonna you're stepping out of your value, you're you're pinning stuff down. I mean, you can have general philosophies, mm-hmm. but don't get out of your value because in three, four years, you're gonna look back and see, you know, what did they take Artie Burns for? Yeah. You know, well, or they really like Porter Jr. And who doesn't? But this maybe is, they're gonna move the Steelers up. Like him because he's Joey Porter's kid. Now, I'm not saying that's the only reason why. The question is, will he last to 17? And it's probably unlikely. Or will they go up and get him like they did Devin Bush or Troy Paul Mollett? Uh, No, no. Hey, it'd be great. I'd be be interested. But uh, they don't have enough. They have too many needs and not enough draft picks. Yeah. Really, they don't have a fifth. They don't have a sixth. They have two sevenths. They have two seconds. But, I mean, they have seven picks. I, I I don't, I don't, there are enough corners in this draft. You can, if nobody's at 17, it fits the value, uh, you know, take a tackle, take an offensive tackle, uh, take a defensive tackle and uh, get your corner at 32. Mm -hmm. Maybe he's a slot corner. 
but you know, they're going to get there's enough to you can get at 32 and then at 49 you can get corners I, I don't lock yourself in at 17 and i i, I wouldn't trade up mm-hmm. yeah and i think uh you know looking looking at sutton you know the fact that he you know he wanted his money i mean this was his third contract he signed what a two-year deal a couple couple years ago to stay with the team uh the Steelers weren't going to pay him that and obviously they felt that they can get enough from peterson for at least a couple of years while somebody that they have their eye on in the draft can grow and become the player that they want and and to your point a deep deep draft in corners it kind of sets up nicely for them um so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out there uh at number 17. Akello Witherspoon's only making four million everybody wants to cut him he was good two years ago and he, he blew out his hamstring last year yeah um and, and Peterson's only his salary cap number is only 4.2 million for this year mm. so I, I love the signing I really do yeah four points million that's about what we get paid per episode well that's what I get paid yes you get paid <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't help myself. <laughs> All right. So we we talked about corner. Uh, Steelers got Peterson. They they re-signed Casey. They bring in an offense, offensive lineman. What's, what work is left to do? I know free agency haven't, hasn't even officially started, right? This is the tampering period. But what, what do we see or what do you foresee here over the next few days once free agency actually begins? Oh, yeah. You know, it, it, what you said about inside linebackers is true. Uh, they had a long list of available uh, free agent inside linebackers that has really shortened quickly. A lot of linebackers signed elsewhere. Um, there are still some guys left. Uh, and that would be interesting. But it seems to be apparent that they like Miles Jack. And so, you know, he was on he was on a career high pace for tackles before he um, uh, pulled a groin toward a little bit it bothered him down the stretch and it made me nervous we talked about this is he breaking down I know he's still only what 27 28 yeah he's still younger yeah so, but he's got a lot of miles and that position breaks down quickly yeah um but it looks like you know they're they're with him and they have to re-sign Robert Spillane uh, I assume and um Mark Robinson uh, raw it was a rookie last year, seventh round pick. He looms. I'd like to keep him as the number four and develop him. Uh, so, but you know, Tomlin, as BMAC, BMAC said, Tomlin texted him apparently after he was done texting me. <laughs> Tomlin texted him uh, because he signed BMAC's cousin, Patrick Peterson, and Tomlin was jacked. And BMAC said he's at the Clemson Pro Day. So everybody went through the Clemson Pro Day tape and found him talking to. Brisset, the defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. I was just watching some tape on Brian Brisset. You know, big, big defensive tackle, strong, and he's he flashes some suddenness, but he I think I spotted what his problem was last year. Uninspiring tape, shoulder surgery, short arms, uh, 22 bench reps. Well, at the pro day he did 28 bench reps. And uh some of that tape I saw it in the Georgia game, he hurt his knee. So mm-hmm. maybe he it seems like he must have played that whole year last year with a bad knee. Mm-hmm. That's what they're going to have to check because in his first game of the year, there was some suddenness. I mean, he, he's, he's a camp say Hayward size kind of guy. Yeah. And kind of position and that kind of guy to 
Hayward can groom. And, you know, Stefan Tewitt had a, a lousy senior year with an injury, and he lasted to the second round, I think somewhere around pick 49 too. Hmm. So Tom was, was at Brisset's, um pro day, talked to him, talking to the coach. He was the only head coach at the Clemson Pro Day. Everyone else is doing free agency. Tom was doing his thing, you know. Probably, I don't know who he had dinner with, but it's probably Brisset and the inside linebacker, Trenton Simpson. Mm-hmm. Now, that guy, I don't particularly like because he's uh, not really instinctive, mm-hmm. but he's a Tomlin kind of inside linebacker, 4-4 four, four speed. In the, I mean, in the 40, that's fast for an inside linebacker. Yeah. He's a running hit guy. Tomlin's first pick was a running hit guy, Lawrence Timmons. And then, then Shazier. And then they traded up for Devin Bush. These Mac linebackers that, that Tomlin loves. He gets one sturdy play-calling inside linebacker, and then he gets a run-and-hit guy that can go sideline to sideline. Devin could still go sideline to sideline if they re-sign him. That fits Tomlin's – you know, that's why I don't think they're going to go after a guy like Jack Campbell. Mm-hmm. So, but he, he's 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 playing. He's a rich man playing. Right. I, you know, Tomlin was at Clemson checking out Trenton Simpson too. Yeah. So one of those two guys, I think, will be a draft pick by by Tomlin, who at the pro day. I don't know where he is today. BMAC hasn't called me yet to tell me, but uh, so yeah. that, I think those are some tips about where they could be going in the draft and right. some free agency. So maybe they won't be looking at inside linebacker. What I like about inside linebacker and free agency is these guys are pros and they're instinctive. It's a tough position. Keep yeah. bringing these run and hit linebackers in. You know, Trenton Simpson said at the combine his favorite thing about playing inside linebackers spying quarterbacks. I mean, these guys love to read their keys and sniff out the run game and, and figure out what's going on. Trenton Simpson likes to spy quarterbacks like Lamar Jackson. Okay, you're going to need that. Yeah. I, I'm just tired of guys that aren't instinctive in the middle there in the Steelers defense. Hey, it is episode 58 after all. <laughs> so you're spot on and what what better way to bring this to a close jim anything else to add there uh busy show a lot of great stuff from you here with the, with the signings anything else we want to add i don't know man i said a lot you did you, you got after it today i know i talked way too much don't i i think no i you're you're steamed you're supposed to well, someone someone wrote me and said, you know, hey, can I have Jeremy's job? It seems like you're very displeased with him every week. <laughs> I just I, don't feel, I hope you don't feel that. I don't feel it. Oh, I, hey, I, I like the abuse. I mean, I, I love the partnership. I got to be nicer. No, gotta, get out of here. No we only have 12 listeners on YouTube. Those hey. YouTube numbers, I don't know why they're so low, but... I look at our numbers on our site, on the message board. It's like over a thousand people yeah. click on the story. It just isn't registering with YouTube. And and the guy was very excited over at the Behind the Steel Curtain. We're on their platform. Yeah. He was very excited about his numbers. So I don't know why the YouTube numbers aren't up. I don't know. Maybe maybe we got to ask him to. Uh, hey, hey, Jeff, when you're when you're listening to this, if you could put the maybe he's not putting the, the YouTube video out with the, the audio. Well, he's not. He just puts the audio. Okay. He's very happy with the audio numbers. And I just think it's I've got to be nicer to Jeremy. No, I think people like like you beating up on me. So we, we can't change anything now. We've got to stick with what, <laughs> what works. Anyway, that's going to do it. Episode number 58 is still sitting inside our podcast. You can check out 
Jim's work at the Still City Insider. Give him a follow on Twitter at Jim Wexel. You can check out my work at thestillstudy.com. Give me a follow at Still Study, and we will see you back here. Wait, Jeremy, Jeremy, don't get me mad again. You've got to promote my book. Oh, uh, your book on the on clock. The clock. Hey, You're on the, the clock. The draft is coming up. On the clock's a great draft book. Uh, we I sold a bunch after I think we talked about it last week, and, and a bunch of guys bought it. So. Yeah. That's very exciting because it's it's a really good draft book and it's brand new and I love it. Get it at jimwexel.com. It's better for me, but you can get it at Amazon or Barnes and Noble. Hey, I got a signed copy. Well, that's because you're a nice guy. That's because I'm nice to you. I don't abuse you. Thanks. Thanks, Jim. <laughs> I, I love you, man. <laughs> I, I, I love you too, Jim. Uh, we just right. had a moment. That's enough. Well, I think we're going to lose the uh, viewers now. Yeah, I think so. All right, everybody, thank you so much.